Welcome to the Unpaid Overtime Podcast, uh, the show where we talk about whatever the flipping hell we want. Uh, I'm Lou, uh, I'm the host this week, and I'm joined by Barney. Hello. And Rich. Yo, yo. Uh, so yeah, we, we, this is just a, this is the pilot, so we don't actually really know what we're going to discuss this week. We've got a plan for the, for the, for the weeks to come, but um, not enough time to prepare ourselves for the subject matter of the... Uh, the podcast we wanted to do in the short amount of time that we've got right now. So, yeah, where do we start with this one? Well, we're almost out of out of lockdown again, and which means we're pretty late to the podcast train. Everyone else has already got a podcast, and we've waited until people are about to go outside again to make one. So that's that's a fun that's a fun little starting point, I think. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> being last to the party is when you have the most fun. So yeah. hopefully we can bring some people on the journey. I've never been invited to a party. I I wouldn't yeah. know. So. Yeah, I'm usually the one that does that. You turn up when everyone else is already drunk. Um and so all the interesting things you've got to say get get lost in the ether. So let's hope let's hope yeah, our but, podcast takes the same path. Yeah, but then you're the one that has all the interesting stories after the party. Yeah, exactly. And that's hopefully what this 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 is. Yes. And I I think we should pretty early on address the elephant in the room, which is that Rich's uh, mic sounds like he's speaking into a Pringles can. <laughs> I mean, I was totally unprepared for this. So hopefully yeah. the next time we record, people will actually be able to hear me. Barney's actually just made a fantastic segue as well, because uh, one of the first things I want to talk about is limited edition foods. Wow. Uh, so as you boys will know, Fanta have got a thing at the moment. Um, it's mystery Fanta. It's very, very blue. Definitely ninety-nine percent food coloring, and it's it's basically watermelon Jolly Ranchers in a bottle. Uh, but I think that there, like, I think so. I mean, there's a there's a QR code on the side of the bottle where you're supposed to be able to. I think you go online and try and guess what the actual flavor is, but there's definitely artificial watermelon in there. Um, it's not like the main flavor, but it's definitely the flavour. Does it resemble WKD Blue at all? It, I'd say even more vibrant. It probably has about as much alcohol content. Mm. Oh, definitely. I reckon if you left that, I reckon if you left that to to ferment outside for a couple of days, that would. Uh, but going but to, to Pringles cans, there's a limited edition New York hot dog flavour. You boys will be able to see it. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, does it it's, taste as strange as it looks? Um, I gotta be honest, it's pretty heavy on the mustard flavour, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's kind of like it's a bit of a bacony type flavour with some mustard in it, and it's not that bad. I'd rate them. We rate seven it out, out of seven, yeah. please. Oh, out, out of, of seven, seven, of course. Yeah. Uh out of seven, probably an eight and a half. Cool. Mm, that's okay. That's quite high praise. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Sorry, that's that's quite low out of seven. I should have known. Uh, yeah. Classic. Should have known. Um. It's well, just over half. Speaking of um, food items that uh, that have changed our lives, I would uh, I highly recommend, and I briefly touched on this with Rich earlier in the day, but I've discovered a really life-changing mixture of having rice cakes you've all you've all heard of rice cakes and i'm sure you may be familiar with uh, 
with peanut butter. Um, but I definitely recommend putting a very thick layer of peanut butter, specifically crunchy peanut butter, on a rice cake or seven. And oh. yeah, it's a nice. It's not. It's not completely unhealthy. It's. Uh, it is. It is full of fat, but it's good fats. I'm so I'm told. So uh, yeah, clear off an absolute pile of rice cakes covered in peanut butter. Nice. Yeah, uh, trust yeah. me, I'm a doctor. I'm totally yeah, infatuated by Marmite peanut butter. If I've not, not had that it, yet. Don't knock it because it is, it is absolutely fantastic. I can't well, say I love both of Marmite. I'm no. sorry. See, I love both of those things, and so is this, sure. is this where I get ousted from the podcast immediately? <laughs> yeah, on the pilot. Barney's out. <laughs> just, just a quick word out to our sponsor, Marmite. Uh, you love it or you hate it, but right. please love it. Flipping hate. Are we allowed to swear? I think we can swear, right? I mean, we should probably. I mean, let's just temper a little bit. Fuck. I mean, shit. Well, right there we bollocks. are. We've we've broken the seal. Now let's let's you know be adults. I mean, this isn't for children, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we've so? definitely made sure of that now. Speaking of which, have you are you familiar with that game? Um, we're doing great with segues today and and trains of thought, but um, you know. We're we're all in relationships here. We've we've all played the old, you know, finger up the bum game. You know, someone someone bends over in front of you and like, well, there's there's an open opportunity to just. Um, it doesn't go down as well with a nine month pregnant lady. Um, I can't imagine why Barney. To be honest, no, I didn't. Surely that's all she would want. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, was... I don't think I signed up to this podcast. <laughs> He said it was going to be about movies. Yeah. No, it's about poovies. <laughs> this has taken a massive turn. This, this is the throwaway episode. This, yes, it's the episode that no one will ever hear. Yeah, this is the, this is the episode that nobody will hear until we're like 10 years down the line and it gets re-released. This is what like, gets us cancelled. Yeah. Well, did you, see, did you see that thing about Joe Rogan claiming that uh, he'd kept some of the po- episodes of his podcast off Spotify because they were his favourites or something because yeah. he didn't want to claim that there was censorship and then it turns out he revealed that yeah Spotify had said that they didn't want certain episodes on their on their platform disgusting and even just mentioning that probably means that this is going to get taken off it so yeah, yeah. oh no yes yeah. well done cancelled before yeah. we even started um, I'll yeah. run some names past you um I'm, uh, again, I discussed this lightly with Rich earlier, but I'm, uh, I'm taking part in the design challenge that Lewis is aware of, uh, to design a beer brand, uh, and, and a can, well, a label with it. Uh, I want to bounce some names off you. Uh, obviously I'm, my name is Alex, but I'm also known as Barney. Uh, there's Barn Owl, I think is a is a nice little play. You have yeah, Barnstable. Like mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking it's in terms of what the liquid is going to be. Uh, you're familiar with pale ale. You're also familiar with how white I am. Uh, I'm going to call this uh, a pale Alex or a pale Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I insist that people read it pale Alex. Please. I mean, I'm not sure you have that much control over it. Uh, well, Should you I, not then make the E and I? 
no, 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 no. I mean, that's how you would say alix. No, because it's supposed to be ale. <laughs> so, so is your is your label gonna have it's gonna ale pay- hyphen x? <laughs> Yeah. What, K- KS? No, it's, it's going to be Pale Ale. Yeah, but how are you spelling? They're definitely, people are definitely um, going to say Pale Ale 10. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm willing to, I'm willing to live with that. Uh, I've got Evergreen. Uh, Suez Canal. So topical. Topical. <laughs> he's, um, he's just picked the name of the ship and where it was. <laughs> How about the there's the next there's not even a pun in there. You've just gone. This is uh this one's called container ship. You you fucking wait until the next one. Tugboat. But see, tugboat tugboat to me sounds like a a pretentious ale that I would probably buy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like pretty shipyard. sure I've seen I've probably seen tugboat in Lidl somewhere. And my final and, mo- and favourite is backwash. See, backwash. Backwash was my favourite. Yeah, backwash yeah. and barn owl. I think work for I th- me. I've also come up with a a tagline for backwash. <laughs> <laughs> backwash, it's flat. <laughs> Who doesn't get it? <laughs> it's just. I get it, but why? it's so fucking dumb. It's just it's an, it's anti-branding, which is what I specialise in. <laughs> Coming from the design graphic <clears throat> designer. Yeah, but everyone else is going to do such nice branding and nice, uh, nice names and things. No one's going to think of backwash. It's flat. <laughs> you know. See, this is where Lou presents it as an idea now. I f- swear to God, Lewis. I'm gonna, I've already started mocking it up in my head. <laughs> He's doing it right now. That's why. Yeah, one second. He decided not to react, so I wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, you shouldn't on. do that. People don't awful, do that. What an awful idea. One second. So, should we discuss what we... What, I mean, no, I guess we can't really discuss what we're going to discuss next week because only two of you us have seen it. Um... I mean, I suppose we could discuss your feelings towards superhero movies, Lou. That could be a quite good discussion topic. Mm, I think, especially considering we're we're going to be discussing, as time goes on, various Marvel and DC movies, live-action movies, uh, maybe some animated movies down the line. And uh, two of us are quite interested in it. One of us, less so. Um namely Lou, who's, uh, he in fact, takes quite a stance against some of it. I'd, I'd go as far to say he he hates it. I think hate's a strong word, but I think some a lot of those films are just just really poorly written. But because they've had a lot of money spunked at them in special effects, they get away with it. I completely disagree with you, but there we yeah. go. I mean, you're entitled to be wrong, really. Um I think so we discussed this the other week and it's for me it's okay like I, I'm taught I'm I'm coming at this from a perspective of someone who just watches movies like I'm literally um 
like a key. Um, it's a key. Uh, he's not really a keyboard warrior. Microphone warrior. Um, I'm. Yeah, I'm doing this from the. Yeah, I'm a couch critic. Like you know, I couldn't make one of these films if I fucking tried. But I just feel like a, a budget that, that's that big from a studio that big shouldn't get away with sort of. I well, I don't know if I describe it as lazy writing. I can't. I don't have any examples to hand. Um, I do of some of some very beloved films of mine, which I'll go into in a minute. But um, of the films I don't like, I just think that there's elements of it where it's almost as if no one actually watched it between it going into the editing suite and being released in the cinemas. How dare you? It just seems like there's lines of dialogue that are just completely out 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 keeping, if that's even a word, with the mood of the film. Uh, like, you know, jokes are made during combat scenes. I just, yeah, I just don't like it. I think, though I agree, there are very specific cases of this. Let's look at the uh, theatrical cut of the Justice League, um, which we'll be touching on a little bit more in the coming episode or episodes uh, when we review the Snyder cut of the Justice League. Um, but I think this 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 is a very specific case um, in which... There was a change of director. There was reshoots, and uh, this is this caused it, during the reshoots. The purpose was to put in kind of slightly more Marvel esque jokes, which didn't really land. Uh, so I agree. In cases like this, I think some some of these movies do it better. Looking at Marvel, um, I think there's very good cases. Uh, Thor Ragnarok uses humor very well. Uh, some of the other movies not so much so i agree and disagree but i think tiring it with the same brush uh doesn't necessarily work so perhaps you're this is this is what i think we hope that by running through these and kind of forcing you to watch them it'll change your opinion somewhat no, and, I, and i'm and i'm definitely not set in my ways i'm gonna give them a, a a fair judgment like you know i'm there's chances are that i'm gonna still dislike them but there are also there's a chance that i'll change my mind like i'm gonna i'm not gonna watch them with the mindset that I'm going to hate them or dislike them. I'm going to give them a fair trial uh, once again. But I just think, yeah, I think one of the examples you just had, like Thor Ragnarok for me was, was brilliant because like the tone, tonally that film was meant to be, you know, a bit humorous, a bit this. And okay, maybe that is where some of the other Marvel films are, are meant to be coming from. And I know that um, obviously they, some of them don't have... Uh, I guess the direct, like, you know, they have different directors and producers and, and all this sort of stuff. So there's bound to be uh, differences in the way that that stuff's presented. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's not just Marvel movies. One of the examples I brought up before with you guys was Star Trek. Uh, I can't remember the doctor's name now, but he's played by the actor who plays the lead in The Boys. Who's He's obviously a great actor. He's a fantastic actor. But his dialogue throughout made me almost want to leave the cinema. Like it almost entirely ruined that film for me. Cause what could have been an incredible, he, he was the Jar Jar Binks of Star Trek. Like for me, <laughs> he you? was the Jar Jar Binks. And I will stand by that. He tonally was just so out of place in that movie and not him, sorry, but the dialogue that he was given, like his dialogue was just horrific. It was just every, it was just like, I'm, pr I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a scene in that where someone dies or I could be completely wrong. And then there's a joke made about it later on. I don't know. It's just, just, I remember hating it. I remember 
I'm do, I'm getting angry just thinking about it now. Like I remember, like I I can't remember what was said, but I can remember that emotion, and I I'm fucking angry about it. <laughs> well, first and foremost, I 100% agree with you about that movie, and agree that he did ruin it. And secondly, I totally disagree with you about Jar Jar Binks. Just to go back to that point, oh, because no. Jar Jar Binks made the Star Wars universe what no! it is today. The people's no! yeah. We all know secretly he is Lord of the Sith. No. Oh, actually, that, theory, that that fan theory is actually incredible. I so hope it's true. I point. so hope it's true. In it's like one of those things years. as well. You just start reading it, and you're like, "This is the dumbest thing ever," and you get to the end of it, and you're like, "This is the most convincing argument I've seen made for the law of a character in anything for a long time." Yeah, I really hope like next time they do a trilogy of it. It just yeah. turns out that he comes back, like yeah, Palpatine. Maybe did they'll do a um, at the end of this one. Maybe following the success of the origin stories, maybe they will do a Jar Jar origin. He deserves it. He does deserve it. You know, people hate him too much. Bless him. It's like nature or nurture, right? It's like what, what, what created him. What made him think who he is? I I can see it now. Like if he does get his own comeback movie, it's gonna. It's going to go in the same direction as the rest of them. I mean, branding-wise, it's just going to be called Binks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, they... I, I definitely see it coming to Disney Plus at some point. It has to. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope if John Favreau does it, I will watch the shit out of that. Talking of Disney Plus, I can't remember the name of it, but I saw a teaser for a new um, Star Wars uh, thing called The Bad Batch. I've not seen that. Um, yeah. I'll look into that. But there, there's a um, there's a show on Netflix, I think, um, and I think it's Star. There's a it's like a Star Trek um, animated series, I believe, called uh, I think I think it's Blow Deck or something along those lines, and uh, it looks. I don't know if you've seen Final Space. I have not. Uh, I've seen a few episodes of it, actually. It's quite funny. On, ne- on Netflix, right? On Netflix. It yeah, seems very good. much in that kind of <clears throat> that kind of tone. Um, but just to pull it back for a second, because um, we were talking a little bit about Marvel, and then we moved away from it. Um, obviously, you've got these opinions on Marvel movies. Yes. Uh, but you did watch uh, WandaVision on, on Disney Plus recently. Isn't that right, Lewis? It is correct, and as it turns out, part of my argument was probably um, neutralised by the fact that I didn't understand the backstory to the character. But it's because you didn't watch the movies, Lou. I didn't watch the movies, yeah. Because you know, maybe if they were better, I would have. But I, <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know. Like it was fine, but it was that classic. It was also the classic, like the characters in that, like um, that really fucking annoying actress who plays the. The computer programmer, um, the one who was in Two Broke Girls or whatever, which is careful, careful Kat, now. Cat Denning. Oh, I'm sorry. Somehow a show that's worse than The Big Bang Theory. I didn't honestly did never thought I'd see it in my lifetime, and it fucking happened. They fucking made it. Someone managed that. I don't just call Guinness up. It's a world <laughs> record there. Honestly, there's some award to be given there. I on how? No, because that would be giving it too much credit. Yeah, that, to be fair, I wouldn't be giving it too much credit. It is just... Uh, I can't describe my hatred to that show. Enough, I still don't but... understand why there was a horse in the back garden. What was that about? 
What? I, see, I didn't know they made it that far. Well, yeah, at some point there was a horse in her back garden. I think of she course. owned the horse. And of then, course there was. Yeah. Fuck's sake. But yeah, that um, I can't stand her anyway, but it was like her, her and then it just felt like the casting of some of the characters. Like, take the, the agent... I mean, I imagine it's Shield. I haven't seen. I haven't seen things. I'm just piecing together names I've heard Shield. from that universe. But like the director of Shield, I think is that correct? There was were the like the main agents. No, Nick um, Fury wasn't in it. But okay. Okay, so not Nick Fury. Sorry, but like a lot of the casting seemed. I I I'm not saying that all of the characters need to be like stereotypical, and you know you you don't need like a hard ass, a hard ass white male to be the FBI agent. But like there's a certain amount of of behavior that comes with like someone who's military trained or whatever you'd expect and just i just felt like the that was it the director of the i don't know if it was the director of the fbi or whatever who was working with that computer programmer like the two of them created in the end created that little clan that they were trying to overthrow the the evil the evil weird disassembling vision corporation um those two characters are just like the just the oh i just i hated it they're just just such. Are you, are you talking the characters Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis? I am played by Kat Dennings and Randall Park. Yeah, um, I just think... so out of place. It was almost as tonally, it just became this almost like a parody a of itself. On that, I'm sorry to say. I mean, I personally, I will also push back on that. I though I've not been a fan of Kat Dennings' work in the past. Um, I've I I kind of enjoyed her her little bit of comic relief in. One division. Um, I particularly enjoyed uh, the Jimmy Woo character played by Randall Park. Um, yeah, I, I quite like their dynamic uh, in One Division. I, I quite liked One Division as a whole. Uh, is that is that kind of where are you leaning with it? Did you enjoy it? I mean, you stuck with it until the end. Um, I enjoyed most of it, and I wouldn't say it was a bad show. I think it was really well done. I think the 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 concept of moving through the decades with the show was just awesome i, I really enjoyed it and i love the details in it and yeah for the most part i just I, I really liked it i just felt that it was those moments where you know the 50s show and the 60s elements you know they kind of felt, well i mean i guess they were all meant to be sitcoms right but especially the earlier years were were based on dick van dyke stuff um they even had him as a as an executive producer, I think like they actually brought him in to yeah, to talk did. about how you know to set up the production sets and all this sort of stuff. Um, but I felt like it was almost like those two characters that you mentioned were pulling too much of that comedic element out in the part that was meant to be serious. It was almost like you know you have this very upbeat, um, you know, the sun is shining, uh, happy America, uh, one division set with all these characters taking part. And obviously there's a sinister undertone as we understand later on, but it almost felt like that outside bit should have been the serious bit because they're the ones who are really trying to, you know, it's almost like there should have been a, a full on born identity style seriousness to the outside part. And it's almost like for me, the best way I can describe it is like you have, you, you have your born films that are very sort of are very serious they're very grounded in just you know in the action itself then you have bond films that have obviously got you know the earlier ones have got very outdated uh, senses of humor now but you know even that they've got a kind of there's, there's a cheesiness to them right 
uh, in some of the dialogue, in some of the gadgets that get used, that there's that kind of cheesiness. And for me, some of the Marvel films or some scenes in the Marvel films and WandaVision particularly in the out, in the outside bit, outside of, um, I can't remember the name of the, the, the town now, but Westfield. Um, Westfield. Outside of Westfield, it almost felt like that goes even further again from like Bond. And it's almost like, to me, that part should have been quite serious. And it should have been contrast to the stuff that was going on in WandaVision, which was meant to be overtly happy. Yeah, I think uh, just to add to that, um, I've I've read rumours, whether, whether or not it's true whatsoever. Um, so this is to be taken with a pinch of salt, but the whether it's rumors or whether it's people petitioning um but where so many people have liked the the mixture of this Darcy Lewis character uh, uh Jimmy Woo and Monica Rambo uh there's I I think people have been rallying to get them kind of a spin-off which is kind of a <clears throat> kind of a, an X-Files type uh Marvel series uh, it'd be interesting to see if anything does come of that. Um, yeah, I think so that'd be quite th- cool, to be honest. Be, I think that'd be quite a cool one to uh, to try and pull off. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see how they set the tone for that. It's kind of, you know, it could be kind of um, Marvel-esque in having its silly little quips here and there, but otherwise uh, be chasing down aliens and stuff. I suppose for me the biggest the bigger question with the whole WandaVision thing is where it slots in with the upcoming Doctor Strange movie, given yes. the fact that that is all about the multiverse. Yeah, and how that also slots into potentially the next Spider-Man installment, yeah. which I think is the biggest thing I'm interested in. I'm interested in Doctor Strange, but ultimately I think my favourite... Marvel character at the moment in this current generation is Spider-Man and uh, definitely if we get to see that Spider-Verse and we get to see a bit of um, Toby Spider, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield uh, that'd be that'd be a great Christmas present. It would be so cool. That they, it's coming yeah. out at Christmas, isn't it? It's it is. slated for Christmas this year. That's right. Um, I, I really hope we get to see uh, ugly crying, Toby Toby face. <laughs> um, Another dancing on the street. Yeah, I just or, want or the to see dancing him on the street. I yeah. just want to see yeah. him swagger down the street. Definitely. Um, I mean, they, they. I guess it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Because it'd be great to call back things like that. I mean, they've got the perfect opportunity to, you know, Toby Maguire just strutting down the street doing his doing his thing. Um, but uh, it it was done in Into the Spider Verse. Wasn't it? And, yeah, they've uh, already I, made that joke. So yeah, they've, they've already made the joke, just like they've already made the joke of the three Spider-Man uh, figures pointing at each other. That memeus, oh, yeah, that's everywhere. <laughs> um, so it'd be interesting to see what they do with it if they make it a good, um, if they make it a good, unique story, uh, or if they pull it from somewhere. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I mean, they've in none. They've not really teased it themselves, have they? They haven't said what's going on, but there's uh, all these theories floating around because you've got um, there's pictures of Andrew Garfield's stunt double on set, and he's been tagged with Tom Holland, 
and you know why are these guys in the same place because this stunt double has only ever worked uh representing andrew garfield as spider-man mm. so uh yeah it'd be interesting to see and i really hope it is a spider-verse and i really hope they knock it out of the park because so far the spider-man the new spider-man series has been great yeah it'd be good to good to see mr garfield back in the spidey suit i actually quite enjoyed it yeah, I think Into the Spider Verse is like it's phenomenal. That one of the one of the greatest films yeah, ever made, especially regardless of animation or otherwise. I think it's just so well put together. Um, if anything, yeah, I think it gets more credit because uh, animated films seem like they're harder to to sort of tie together because of all the yeah. the extra work that needs to go in. If you do need filler, well, I mean, I guess it's not really so much of a thing as as filler in animation because that's just wasted time really isn't it but i also think animation lends itself a little bit nicer to the whole marvel setup in the comedic sense yeah and and that's a, that's a, that that's a really good point as well because i i don't like, again i i'm more than willing to give these films another shot i just think that it's almost like that the balance of action versus comedy isn't quite right for me and it's and i don't i'm not necessarily saying that those two things can't exist um in the same universe but like action comedies that come to mind you know where things get very very serious as well as getting very very funny you know take something like in bruges but there's but in in bruges there's there's an underlying tone throughout the whole film of comedy like you know that it doesn't go from super super serious to super to just like cracking a joke like there is this constant like the dialogue is funny or the way they interact with each other is funny whereas it's almost just like I don't know. For me, it feels like certain Marvel films, at least, um, and especially One Division, kind of just take this this approach of let's make something really like they're almost like they've panned out this serious show, which could be really great, and then they've gone, oh, we need to just quickly slot a joke in here, otherwise, you know, it's almost I I don't know what it is for me. It's just almost like they're trying to to put put little pieces of comedy within that storyline without it actually being a really integral part of what the show is. Does that make any sense? You don't yeah, have to agree I, with me, but does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. I think it, it all has to be written with one tone in mind, you know, and if it is, if it's going to change gears, if there's going to be jokes, um, I think it does make sense to be, to be written one way. That's why I don't think the original cut of justice league worked because, you know, there's it was written to be a serious movie, a, a quite a dark film, and uh, and then it, these reshoots just kind of sprinkled, just peppered little um, just little little jokes, little anecdotes here and there, and, and it didn't really work. Um, I I think I think One Division as a whole, uh, there was, it was very risky to do it that way. I think there was the risk of people just losing interest after episode one or two. Um, because especially when you get to episode two and it's still in black and white, there's still going to be so many people that be like, "Is this is this going to be the whole thing?" Yeah. Um, or or does does more happen? And luckily, it does, and it's it's kind of a reward for sticking with it, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think and they did a lot of they made a lot of risky moves and they made a lot of great decisions. I think the one I I still haven't decided if I'm if I'm disappointed or not about it, uh, is the use of Evan Evan Peters as Quicksilver. Um, 
because uh, I mean I was really happy I was really glad to see him show up and then you start thinking oh is this multiverse multiverse being brought in uh, and then he turns out to spoiler not be Quicksilver at all but you know just part of Wanda's world um, but you never know you, 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 Five has a thing with surprises so you never know it might loop back in in like four series time or something like that but it is multiverse themed um mm. But yeah, I was much the same. I think I got a little bit excited seeing him um, uh, for all the right reasons. And uh, yeah, I was hoping for a bit of an X-Men crossover, obviously, given Marvel now owns Fox, which obviously owns the rights for X-Men. That would be the, wicked. The, uh, the, the groundwork's there. They've got the rights to everything. Um, like Deadpool being in the MCU would be incredible. Um, have him popping up in Avengers movies. I think as good as that would be, um, I don't see... It's going to be difficult to make it work, isn't it? Because Deadpool, I think the the way Deadpool has been played um, this time round, obviously we won't, we won't think about his previous incarnation in, uh, in, a, in a certain X-Men movie that... Uh, the the best incarnation. That didn't, uh, that didn't appear, shut up. The one where he couldn't talk. <laughs> the one where he couldn't talk. Um, well, you mean... You mean... <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's that's absolutely the one. But um I think this current incarnation of Deadpool where uh, it does kind of rely on it being an R-rated movie because if he goes from saying whatever the hell he wants to then being in a uh, an Avengers movie where it's going to be a lot more limited, uh, he might get one fuck. Um but then it'll be kind of restrained for the rest of the movie. Uh, I think it'll be noticeable. Uh, I know you don't have to swear to be funny, uh, but at the same time, part of the Deadpool movies, he's got he's not just swearing. There's also quite a lot of gore, yeah. um, and it might just be a noticeable step back. Agreed, but I think Avengers was just an example from me. I think you know there's there's plenty of opportunity. Yeah. Um, I think def- definitely an R-rated X-Men movie could could definitely work. I think get him him and Logan some, team up. Job done. Yeah. Somewhat on brand. Uh, which, uh, actually, there's um, obviously uh, there's talks of who's going to play the new Logan. Um, have, have you guys have you guys seen much on this at all? No. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen little bits. Not a lot. What's the, what's the who's, who's odds on? Um, let me just... I'll have to Google this quickly. Obviously, we've lost uh, Hugh Jackman. There's been... Uh, there's been lots of whispers around the internet that I've been seeing. Um, oh, Scott Eastwood. Interesting. There's There's been whispers of Keanu Reeves. I don't see that happening. Uh, I don't know. that it, it's, it's, it's just tough to see anyone else as Wolverine after Jackman has kind of... Yeah. I mean, he was just Wolverine. He was, he was born to be Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I'm also quite excited... we know we briefly discussed Pattinson as Batman I think because it's it's always it's very easy to compare isn't it it's always easy to say like oh this person's not going to be as good or this person was better or whatever it is but it's always interesting because though like those incarnations are always going to be there right like then you know they're not erasing those movies to make way for these ones I think it's always going to be really interesting to see how those actors tackle the character because there are probably going to be things that that person does much better um so yeah, I think 
I, I, yeah, I quite like the the refresh of of actors. Um, it's, it'd be quite interesting to see how someone else plays Logan, like you said, because you know I'm sure everyone now is like even the likeness to the older cartoons. Like Hugh Jackman really had that. So yeah. I just I just feel as they've got a they've got a reincarnate him in a in a clever way you know i think just replacing him and trying to make the same character with a different person uh you know whether this be you know looking at the list of potential contenders like tom hardy um charlie hunnam uh let's see who else tarana egerton i i don't know that i mean he might get ripped uh but um yeah, He's, I think um, they they have to work it out in a really clever way to obviously follow on. So they're not just, you know, it's the same thing we get with the Joker. Every time the Joker is brought back to life, it's compared to previous Jokers, it's compared to Nicholson, it's compared to Heath Ledger. Uh, yeah. And uh, it's only going to be accepted if it's a completely new rendition. Now, I know Logan Wolverine is written in a specific way. Um, but it's just how they how they do it that's gonna please the fans, but also make good te- make good movies. True, yeah, it's an important yeah. decision for sure. It's a, I guess that's an interesting point as well. Like you said about pleasing fans, I think hopefully you, that some of these directors now that are coming out with their own cuts or are being brought back onto projects because fans want that. Um, it's almost yeah, it's almost like you want it's. There's a different view, isn't there, of what a director wants to make that will work with fans to trying to manufacture a movie that a studio thinks fans are going to want. So I hope I hope to see that a lot more of these things just get given creative control. Like I would just I would just love to see this, you know, this Pattinson Batman just be something totally different to what we've seen before. It doesn't have to be super R-rated. I mean, it seems like they're going with that violent option, but it's yeah. also all these people complaining about, oh, Batman doesn't use guns. Like, yeah, okay, fair enough, he doesn't, but why not just, like, I couldn't give a shit if they make a movie where he kills everyone. Like, it would be really fucking cool to see something different. Like, all it those movies. What this one is. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. And like, um, but it's true, isn't it? It's like, okay, yeah, the comic books have set this kind of rule in place for these characters and to a certain extent that this law needs to be abided by it to some you know at a reasonable level but it's almost like why can't you just have something that just does something totally different with that character and you know it's not it's not going to be the same batman but it's going to be a batman movie it's like you know it's almost like saying like you know dell and rodney when they were dressed up as batman and robin like i'm sure they didn't think too hard about the uh the comic book law then best portrayal ever by the way yeah they were absolutely the best, yeah. the best batman robin combo <laughs> i believe that episode is actually also part of um, the dc universe so it is canon yeah mm. um yeah no i think the robert pattinson was a an interesting choice i'm willing to put to one side what i think of robert pattinson um and his previous movies uh, i'm willing to put that to one side to see how this plays out because the trailer and I, I rewatched it a couple of days ago. Um, it is really interesting. It's interesting how they're approaching it. Uh, it's a slightly different tone from what we've seen before, and it's a slightly different Batman. You know, it's not the kind of um, big, beefy, slightly older guy. You know, he. Um, but you know, someone that's sensible and I don't kill because I'm a good person. This is 
Um, this this dude is beaten down. He's broken, and he's he'll just kick ass. And I think yeah, I'm really interested to see how this plays out. Um, they've they've set the tone for quite dark Batman. This um, you know he's less restrained. You know, there's that one section of the trailer where he starts beating this one bad guy. And rather than just stopping when he's on the ground, he just continues pummeling, pummeling, pummeling yeah, in into the I ground. I remember that scene. Um, yeah. And I think that that really sets sets it up. And um, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I think it's about time that Batman took a bit of a change of direction. I think Snyder showed it a little bit in the Snyder Cut, where you know he kind of took him down that alley. Sorry, yeah. this is a spoiler for you. No, 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 using, no. Go for of it. Using, go for of it. using guns. Because obviously he he uses guns and obviously it takes yeah it just takes it down a little bit of a darker path for a character that's yeah. never typically killed people before on screen, um, and I think yeah it just it's going to be interesting to see because as you say it's taken it into a really dark place and I think it's something that needs to be explored. Having read quite a lot of the comic books, obviously he's always played on that edge. Of never going over that point. Obviously, yeah. him and Joker have that continuous battle in their in their relationship yeah. as such. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it'll be. It would interesting. add. Yeah, it would add such a layer as well to the vigilante aspect of like you know Gotham ha- traditionally hates Batman because well Gotham don't but the you know the the forces that be the authorities and uh, you know like the police department and that they they dislike him because. Well, not only are they showing them up, but that's not the primary reason, but it's also because you know, they don't want, a, 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 as far as they're concerned, a normal citizen running around putting themselves in danger and effectively, uh, you know, preventing the police from doing their job. But I think it would be so cool to, yeah, to have a Batman where the police want to hunt him down because, like, you know, uh, technically for the greater good, he's murdering criminals or whatever, but he's still a murderer. So it's almost like, you know it's that dilemma isn't it? it's like the the people have to kind of love him in a way because he's cleaning the streets and he's 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 taking you know he's, he's reducing crime but he's doing it in completely the wrong way and i think it'd be really cool to see that done in a but movie do you I not think, just do you not think just thinking out loud do you not think that the way that batman's been portrayed to this day is a bit false because you're not going to beat on a room of bad guys and they're not going to stay on the floor until you leave you're gonna have to yeah. kill some of them aren't you yeah yeah. It's that's the thing, isn't it? It's like they they tried. Didn't they put? Um, wasn't like electricity a part of uh, Nolan's Batman? Wasn't? Didn't his suit do some sort of shock? I swear there was like some sort of stun mechanic when he hit them. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, I'm yeah, sure it was mentioned no, at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like the suit was like had some sort of um, yeah voltage thing, current. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think I think Nolan's Batman leaned into his gadgetry really well. I think there was lots, and there was a good there was a good story behind it. You know, the way how he uh, gained his gadgets from from Lucius Fox. Uh, you know, stuff that was kind of already already developed. You know, he didn't just kind of throw these things together in a cave, um, Tony Stark style. He, uh, yeah, he went and. You know, he found this tech that his dad had already been producing, you know, part, you know, weapon tech, military-grade stuff, and he just went in, painted it black, and and kind of used it. And I think thought this was really, those are quite good ways to bring bring all this stuff together. But yeah, he was he was a lot more technical. I think compare that to, 
you know the uh, the current Batman Batfleck that we've got. Uh, I don't think it, it it leans it leans into he's rich, but that's about it. Not so much um, the technology he had. He has technology. Uh, I think in uh, in the Batfleck uh, universe, there's it's it's a uh, more Alfred that, that yeah. deals with his tech, isn't it? So he is the tinkerer. He is the tinkerer. Is that still Michael Caine in the? I've not actually seen the Batman. No, and you well, you'll see it when you uh, when you come to the come to watch Justice League. But uh, no, it is Jeremy Irons. Oh, okay, cool, nice. Plays him very well, actually. He, Quite like he the is dynamic. Very good, Alfred. Yeah. I don't know why I assumed it would be Kane actually, because yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But, Michael Caine. Um, Michael Caine. Isn't there a new series out about Alfred? Uh, there is. Uh, there's a uh, Pennyworth. Think uh, that's called. There's that, uh, and I've not seen it yet. Uh, but there is also Gotham. I, I, have... I watched the first season of Gotham, and then I stopped watching it because I just yeah, got bored. I... See, I didn't think I got bored. I remember watching. I think I watched the first season and and a, and a bit, and I just stopped watching it because I think I remember it being fine, like it was quite enjoyable, but nothing that really made me want to really keep watching it. Um, but yeah, I thought I, th- I remember thinking that was quite good. But is it, it still be, going? Maybe that'd be worth a rewatch. I, um, I think so. I think, it's, it is. I think it was like six seasons or something. Yeah, it's on. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Um, no, no, it stopped. Finished. Oh. Finished in 2019. Jesus. Uh, yeah, we've not left the house since start of 2020. <laughs> so yeah, I was going to say <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. Um, but no, I did start. I, I got through the first few series. Um, and uh, I've been meaning to pick it back up. Well, I was actually going to start it again because if I start, if I try and pick it up from where I left it off, I'll just forget everything. But um, I think the things I really enjoyed was how you know there's good character development in there, and there was also they'd have these characters where um, maybe they'd be obvious who they'd turn out to be, um, like the Penguin, and then there'd be some other characters where it's kind of will will he won't he become the Joker and um, <clears throat> I think it was it, it was good. Um, it might not have been for everyone, but um, it's something I do want to rewatch soon because uh, it did it did interest me in the past, and I I don't know whether I stopped watching it when I caught up to it, and then uh, I, I'm pretty good at binging stuff if it's all in one place, but I can't deal with end of season, start of season because yeah, uh, I just never return to things. By the time the next season of something starts, I'm already watching something else, and then yeah forget to go back to it so and yeah. speaking of which um i know i keep going on tangents for other shows have no, you guys seen a show called you yes yeah i've seen season one but not season two i've seen both seasons i'd yeah i'd, I'd recommend catching up with uh season two i believe season three is coming out very very soon um, uh, it is, isn't it? But they had to pause recording because of the whole COVID. You know that little thing called COVID. <clears throat> oh yeah, uh, I've like not that. heard of that time anymore. Oh, we'll talk about just... next week's podcast. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot we weren't supposed to talk <laughs> yeah, about that so, today. Well, we've ruined we've ruined next week's subject now, so there we go. That's out there. Ne- next week we're gonna go, we're gonna review COVID nineteen. We're gonna go through hypothetical situations. Uh, the first of which is, what would it be like to spend a year indoors? Yeah, more than a year. 
It feels like it's been more than a year. It has been more than a year. Yeah, it has. Just over a year. I think I've been locked down since... A year and a week, or a year and a week and a half. It was around around like the 25th, wasn't it? We we locked down, 23rd maybe. Maybe. The joys. We did get to go outside for a little bit in between. Yeah, that was like a day or two. Enjoyed that, yeah. Um, Yeah. Looping back, just very quickly, just on the topic of... uh, Because I just had a bit of a thought... Um, this is probably really obvious to everyone, but I don't, I don't know if just saying just the first time I've thought about it is with like R-rated stuff, right? Like obviously I imagine you guys are probably the same. Um, probably I have a bias towards R-rated movies. So I feel like they're, you know, something getting rated R, like especially a superhero movie, for example, just means that it feels like they've had more creative control with, or obviously they have with how violent it can be and all that sort of stuff, but it's almost like they can really do whatever they want with that character. But I guess it's when I went back to um, the comparison between like in Bruges and Wonder Vision, for example, in how it treats the comedic aspects and the action aspects, it's it's quite tricky, I suppose, to fit comedic elements into what is an action movie, because that is what uh, I guess Marvel movies are trying to do, from my perspective. Whereas in Bruges is a comedy movie at heart trying to fit more serious elements into it and i think that say take ted uh, tedpool that'd be a great crossover deadpool um you know that is realistically that's a that's a comedy movie which just has some very hard-hitting very violent uh interjections that really take you aback and it's almost like that's an easier job to do because it's so jarring and shocking um than it is to take a movie that is otherwise very serious and try and add comedy elements to it. Um, and I don't know if that's something that can't be done, but it's just for me, it kind of feels like, I guess the best way I can describe my experience of some Marvel movies at the moment, but take the first Captain America as a, as a great example. I just don't know what that movie is trying to do. Like, I don't know if it's trying to be an action movie first or it's trying to be a bit of a light-hearted comedy first and it for me it just ends up not doing either one of those two very well i think it's well it's the origin story isn't it so i think for me i don't think i really ever saw it as a comedy i, I think um you know it it fits in quite nicely sorry opening door behind me um yeah i think it fits in quite nicely with the whole marvel cinematic universe and you know the the style of it um, but yeah, I think mainly it's there for the whole character development side of things, don't you think? Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a really suppose, good point. You know, things like things like Deadpool, you're you're spot on. It's it's just the the whole violent side of things with a a little bit of um, kind of comedic value tagged onto it. Yeah, um, I think maybe that's where I need to look at it again. Is that yeah, I'm I'm not I'm sort of watching these films in isolation which i know is you should be able to do as well but i think yeah i'm not really taking the full picture on board which is why i definitely will do a marvel run through and i will start it as soon Wait, as possible i was going to say you've got 24 movies to get through so you better get cracking yeah i will maybe well, i'll just try and do one i'll i'll, I'll do at least one between each podcast so that i can well, start tonight. Give you, you a can, progress you can update. Get, you can get two done before tomorrow morning. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that yeah, plus watched, a four-hour Snyder Street. cut of Justice League. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, d- you definitely have to watch that before next week because yeah. that would be a very short conversation otherwise. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, to tra- uh, tail off from movies a little bit, uh, something that I-, I wanted to discuss was um, latest news of Nike that is suing uh, the little company called Nike. Uh, is going to be <laughs> suing the company behind Lil Nas X yeah is uh blood filled satan shoes there's uh, rich is our main sneaker guy uh what are your thoughts on this i mean there was no way they were ever going to get away with that shoe going out into public without them having something to say like look at the way they went over after like warren lotus for example for his dunks mm. that had the jason Voorhees swoosh yeah. down the side of them and like they let they let him get away with it for a few years, but you know as soon as he started um, gaining quite a lot of traction for them, they they went after him. And they've done a massive clampdown as well on the whole Chinese counterfeit market as well, mm. uh, like at the beginning of the year. Um, but yeah, I think you know they let they let this. I, I can't remember the name of the company. Is it like Mischief or something? Is that the name of them? Yeah, uh, yeah, M S C H F Mischief, basically. Yeah. Um, they obviously let it slide last year because they did like a Jesus shoe which had like holy water in the sole. Um, and they obviously let that one slide because, you know, being associated with a shoe about Jesus is nowhere near as bad as being associated with a shoe called the Satan shoe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, clearly, clearly there was just one step too far for them. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm not surprised. It was always going to happen. Um, I've got yeah. an interesting question. I've got a question, I guess. You you're probably the the most qualified dancer with custom shoes. What what are your thoughts on this whole crackdown thing? Because for example, if you know there are obviously independent uh, sneakerheads who are customizing shoes, right, and selling them on, um, and and all they're doing is essentially the same thing as Mischief did, which is buying a shitload of the actual stock shoe itself and then altering it and selling it on. What is, I guess, is it just because of the scale or is it the 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 fame that comes off the bat? Like what, in, in your opinion, what is, do you think what Nike's doing to those shoes is trying to just protect their brand integrity? Which, I mean, of course, is it that in, in a lot of respects? But is it, like, where, I guess, where do they draw the line or where do you think they should draw the line with that? Well, I think it's, it's difficult to say really because they're clearly stifling creative control first and yeah. foremost because yeah. you know um yeah they obviously own the design silhouettes and and whatnot so i suppose for me you know they went after warren even though his shoes are made apparently 100 percent like italian finest quality leather blah 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 but obviously the the shoe is first and foremost a dunk like if you looked at them yeah. side by side it's yeah. a dunk um you know, and I think as soon as, you know, he's been selling those Warren Lotus dunks for like, I don't know, five years, I think maybe six years. Um, and I think for me, the, the straw that broke Nike's back was probably when they met, he managed to collab with Jeff Staple, who obviously put out the um, pigeon dunk, which was one of the most famous dunks ever released. And I think, you know, that was the point where they were like, well, this has just gone one step too far that you're now stealing our 
collaborations as well as our shoe design. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for me, the point, like, uh, it just it just takes away creative control. Like people have creative ideas, and you know, I think at, at what point will Nike stop? You know, if me as a sneaker collector. If I want to design my own shoe and then somebody else likes the design that I do, am I able to sell it to them or am I going to come after me? Yeah, because it, 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 it only because it reminds me of people who do like custom covers for iPhones and stuff like or uh, I don't know, they uh, just painting people's bags or whatever it might be. It's almost in the same vein, right? I can understand in the first example, where, you know, if you take someone's effectively, they were ripping off Nike's template, right? So sort of building the shoe from scratch with the exact same template as the original dunks is i guess you're talking you are that is a counterfeiting issue uh, well is it counterfeiting or like it's you know there's a copyright issue there because yeah. they they're trying to rebuild the shoe basically without paying my, nike but yeah am i understanding correctly that mischief or little nas x they were taking the they were purchasing the original dunks right and then they were customizing them or were they doing the same thing were they building them up themselves no i think i think the base shoe was a purchased pair from Nike and they obviously just yeah. took the sole off, injected a drop of human blood into the bottom of them um, and then customised the rest of the shoe. So Nike have had their money. Yeah. So to um, me that sound, that just is fine. It's obviously yeah. they just slapped I, a thousand pound price premium on them after yeah, they customised them. Yeah. I, think, I think that's maybe where it becomes the grey area, isn't it? Because, I mean, I know there's already already such big trade in, uh, in shoes where you you buy a limited run of a shoe and then you can, if you want to resell it on immediately, um, sell the shoe that you've just bought for 90 to 130 quid for, um, you know, upwards of 500 pounds in, in a lot of cases. Um, you know, is it, is it the point with this? I mean, maybe it is purely the, um, the, the Satan aspect of, of this shoe, this, uh, why they've tried to put a stop to it, or is it because they're bumping up the price so much um, for a, not a defaced shoe, but a customized shoe? But it's still not; it's not been customized per person. They've made six hundred and sixty-six copies of this shoe. Um, for me, I think yeah. it's brand protection, isn't it? Like you can't yeah. have a a brand yeah. like Nike. I mean, and it made it made it all over the press, didn't it, when they announced yeah. this shoe, and everywhere was talking about Nike Satan shoes. Yeah, and it's like, well, we have to at least sue them so that it at least yeah. shows we're trying to stop it. And I think that's yeah. the problem, isn't it? Because obviously, when you're releasing it on such a big scale, um, because I know in the grand scheme of things, six hundred sixty-six pairs of shoes to Nike is is jack shit, but. Um, that's still quite a lot of shoes that are going out with with the Nike, you know they've got the Nike brand and you've got the Nike swoosh on them, um, and a real uh, drop of human blood. And a real drop of human blood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it doesn't say whose blood. Um, no, I read an article that it was mischief employees. Just what I, you want in a just, pandemic, right? I like I like to just <laughs> yeah. imagine it's imagine they've just taken it from one member of staff who's just. <laughs> really in need of it's just can you just left him on the floor after <laughs> taking it withdrawing 666 drops of blood from this poor guy it's like what number are we on with 300 in you know just a, just a few more to go uh, can i have some orange juice <laughs> no it'll taint the blood no. 
Um, can you imagine if one of those shoes is what sets off Corona 2.0? Oh, oh God. Just lying oh. dormant in that blood. Yeah, and like in like 30 years, the air Someone scuffs, yeah. just pops. Yeah, someone scuffs the shoes, it pops, and like, oh. Uh, just it. Yeah, turns out it's been like perfectly, perfectly preserved coronavirus for future generations. Yeah. Like... Put it in a time capsule, save it for them. <laughs> A oh, hundred years from now, this uh, this shoe just sneezes out a bit of Corona, and there we go again. Oh God! Oh, well, at least we wouldn't be here to worry about it. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, people are starting to live longer and longer these days. True. Um, Might end up like cyborg. Maybe what really underappreciated in the theatrical cut. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just a side guy. feature. He's got nothing, to, nothing of any value to add to this at all. Can, can you make that same joke next week, please, so that I understand it too? <laughs> well, you'll have to watch the theatrical cut to understand it. Oh fuck! Uh, Why? Well, do you think I should watch both? Yeah, so uh, you should you've try. Got, like, you got like six hours to watch. Yeah, fine. I mean, all right. Yeah, well, theatrical I mean, cut, and then it's eleven p.m. now. So if you start, no, I'm not going to do it now. Five. Why not? <laughs> what else are you gonna do? If I, I think as soon, I think finish work tomorrow, watch the theatrical cut, and yeah. then take notes on it. The day after, watch the Snyder cut, take notes on it, and just see how you feel comparing them. I think there is a very clear difference between them. You know, aside from two hours runtime difference. Yeah. Um. But uh, you can definitely see what was intended to be the the original release, what was meant to be the official release, and um, what has now become kind of essentially this. Uh, it's released as this um, later down the line. Oh well, let's just try this. Uh, it, I did. I did read that um, the studio that. Uh, uh, who's who's the studio for Warner Bros? It was Warner Bros, wasn't it? Um, I did read that they were originally asking Zack Snyder to just can we just release it without spending any money? Um, I mean, they had to they had to spend a shit ton of money, didn't they? Wasn't it like seventy million? I think was that not on the reshoots when? Um, I thought it was seventy million to get it. his cut to where oh, it needed God. to be to release it. Also, does the director's cut still feature the? Is is the director's cut? Oh, sorry, is the Justice League movie the one with the fucking CGI mustache? Uh, that was the theatrical mm. release. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so, so that's been ditched in the director's cut. Yeah. So what happened there is Thankfully. when when Joss Whedon took over, he reshot quite a lot of scenes, and at the time, Henry Cavill uh, was movie, he was it? doing another movie which required a real moustache. Um, and when he was doing these reshoots, it was seen as, I guess, more cost-effective to um, to badly CGI out his moustache than, um, than to, I don't know, pay him to shave it off. The best, <laughs> my favourite part about that story is, you know it would have been so comparatively easier to have just given him a fucking fake moustache. But I really hope that the conversation just went that whoever was in charge of that part of the contract was just so adamant that they wanted to see that's VFX studio, give it a go. Yeah. And I just really hope that that's what, because, you know, any rational person saying, oh, 
you know, this guy that you've got doing this movie for you, you know he's got to have a moustache, but in this he really has to be bald. Is there any chance you can put a fake moustache on him for, I don't know what it costs in Hollywood money, can, maybe $50? Like, they, and they just, just went, say, nope. Can I just Go say on. how much they spent to remove his moustache? Oh my God, please. $25 million. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It doesn't even look good. Shit. It's, 20, it's 20, 20 odd million dollars for it to look terrible. Like, I'm sure if they went to Henry Cavill and went, we'll give you an extra 25 mil to just shave it off, he would have been like, yeah, cool. No problem. I can, I'm sure. I can, I can, A, either, I'm either grow a mustache fairly quickly or stick on a fake one because this is Hollywood and mustaches, <laughs> fake mustaches and wigs are pretty easy to come by. So the other sure film probably was obviously a... Mission Impossible, wasn't it? It was Fallout, Mission Impossible Fallout. Yes. So that was the film that uh... he was paid to do. So I guess it's Clash of clash of the Budgets, who had the bigger brilliant. budget, to pay him more. I was going to say, I'm sure there's a fucking Snapchat filter that could have done that for free. I yeah. mean, it would look better as well. You wouldn't want to yeah. fuck with Tom Cruise, though. So, you know, that's probably why he's got the dodgy Justice League <laughs> Tash cover. Mm. That's how he gets his kicks these days, just really being a right pain in the ass to other movie studios. <laughs> but he does have... his own stunts. So. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's just like his own, stu- even even the studio he works for, just they're just like, please just let us get a, like a stuntman is going to be so much cheaper than your insurance policy. He's like, no, I'm doing my own. <laughs> I'm going to break my own ankles. It's like they're just asking if Henry can shave his mustache off of this movie because we've got, we've got loads of prop ones that look identical. No. Make them pay. <laughs> and just to just to remind uh, just to remind uh, our guys here who can see see what's going on. Um, oh my god! It this is. was Henry Cavill's CGI mustache it, remover. It's just it's such a bad job. Right, tell me if I'm great. That one on the left. Right, that looks like they fucking CGI'd <laughs> Hugo Weaving's face in from Matrix Reloaded yeah. onto the bottom of Henry Cavill's face. That's true. Um, I mean, yeah. maybe it is him. It, it maybe it was. Oh, it's um, maybe that's so what they spent twenty five mil on. It's so bad. In. Yeah, it's. I mean, he's got um, luscious lips because of it, though. <laughs> Dude is thick. Um, look at that! Look at the underbite in that one on the left, like. <laughs> Really, like some, really somehow, somehow he's got underbite and overbite. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's he like that eat, TikTok. He can eat an lip. apple through a letterbox. It's like that TikTok <laughs> lip bite meme. It's just like it really accentuates his chin as well. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's such so a bad good. job. Um, I don't know how they got away with that. Surely, someone down the line, if not Whedon, then the studio would have went. What the hell is going on with his lip? It's just so obvious. Even if you didn't know beforehand what had happened, you'd look at it and go, what's going on with Cavill's face? Has he been stung by a bee? <laughs> it just looks ridiculous. It just goes to show, though, in every industry, there is that round table of executives who haven't got a fucking clue what they're doing, who green light things that should absolutely never see the light of day. It's, so I'm just reading. I'm yeah. I'm just reading more about this, right? So apparently, the reason behind the whole mustache gate was because there was a specific scene in Fallout where um, it's actually quite close up on um, 
Cavill's face, which is why the 75, because obviously they were shooting 75 mil, um, they were worried that the fake moustache wouldn't look anything as good as a real one. And apparently DC mm. actually said, we'll pay you the 3 mil that it will cost you to fix it in your film if you let us shave it off. And apparently, apparently the director agreed to it and said, um, and even offered to shut down production until the Justice League reshoots were done. But apparently Paramount turned around and said no. <laughs> that is just... That is, I mean, that is just that is out of spite, right? There's no, yeah, there's no sure. reason for that other than spite. I mean, yeah, because like you said, like I mean, those those sh- okay, yeah, I understand that shutting down production for a film costs money, but to shoot a, a close, yeah, I don't know, to wait for him to grow a mustache back for a close up. I mean, they could have just moved that shot to the end. Didn't yeah, have to be shot. Yeah, they could have shoot. They could have shot that while the like a week before the film went gold. I don't know. I mean, I'm talking from someone who has absolutely no fucking idea what's involved in making a movie. You have absolutely no idea in what's involved in making a moustache. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's also true. This is actually CGI. <laughs> it, I actually it is have a, a Snapchat filter. Every, every time you see me fully shaven on my face, um, <laughs> just, just, to, just to clarify, the yeah, the, that is just, um, that's me spending millions on on CGI removal every week. You've just got a little so Snapchat screen in front of your face constantly. Yeah. That's why the webcam never moves, because it can't can't deal <laughs> with it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Neat. I think can this is we, good. Um, I, can I we just pay is... some respects, actually, to um, yeah, of course. White Russell, who obviously... Uh, couple of weeks ago became the most hated man in the MCU because he strutted out in the Captain America uniform um, and I don't think I've ever seen somebody be polarized so quickly so wait so 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 this is a this is a little snippet into obviously the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier okay and obviously White Russell is the guy that played uh is uh, playing John Walker, who is obviously the replacement Captain America, stepping yeah, into the shoes of Chris he, Evans. He's been very badly received. Uh, there's plenty of memes, plenty of... Uh, I think people have been comparing his initial uh, shot with uh, with the old guy from Up, with the, uh, with the long kind of <laughs> upside-down smile. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's enti- yeah. that's entirely accurate, to be fair. Yeah, yeah and, an and, and it's interesting to see how they're developing him because in episode two of the Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, he does continue. Uh, it's kind of there's the chance, there's the option there of let's try and make him the next, um, the next Captain America and make him a good guy. But they've already started making him a bit of a dick. Um, so clearly, that's kind of the path. We're going down. Uh, yeah, you know what though. Looking, looking at these images uh, from someone who's this is the first time I've ever seen them. I feel like the issue is with the the, the mask. Oh, the mask is awful. They shouldn't. It's awful. Cover, they shouldn't. Like they shouldn't cover his, his chin. His face isn't that bad. It's the fucking mask makes it look yeah. like those. And also how wide the eyepiece is. It just looks like it looks Clearly. fucking awful. If, if they got rid of the chin budget. strap, if they got rid of, <laughs> um, yeah, it's all for mustache removal. Um, <laughs> 
they um I think if they got rid of the chin strap of the mask, it would do a lot of favours. Yeah. Um, it's just I mean, ob- it really obviously messed they've up just, his face shape. They've kept it true to, obviously, the Chris Evans mask because mm. it's the same, isn't it? Obviously, they've changed... Yeah. I think they've changed the rest of the uniform, but kept, but just, the, kept the mask yeah, the same. But it's like it just doesn't the, work on his face shape at all. No, and like no. the frame of the eyepiece is too wide. Like, the whole thing is too wide. And then you like the eyepieces almost don't... don't they're like way too big and angled the opposite way to his eyes. Like they've not, yeah. they've not given him any head start there at all with that fucking atrocity that's on his face, have they? Yeah, it's um, he he's he's coming with a bit of a handicap visually, and uh, I mean he had I'd very admit, big shoes to fill. As well. <laughs> yeah, he had very yeah. big shoes to fill. But I think it's uh, just seeing what they've done with his character so far in episode two. Um, I think it's it's probably what they wanted. I think they wanted people to kind of dislike him a little bit, and it's either going to go down the route of he can he becomes an absolute villain, or it's going to be um, he's going to be an absolute villain in Captain in like Captain America clothing, or they're going to somehow flip it like miraculously turn it around, and he's going to win people over with something. So, I mean, he's got to do something. Yeah. that's That outfit somehow looks worse than the one. Have you seen all of the outfits in the Avengers in the game? The video I, game. I, yes. To be honest with you, I've blocked out that yeah. game from my mind. But I, somehow, like... that outfit is superb <laughs> compared to what I've just seen. I mean, that says a lot. Wow. I really, that is a really a god awful costume as well. That shield anyway, looks fine. I, uh, we're running long. We're, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I we think we should. Uh, I think <laughs> so. So long. So damn long. Uh, I think we should cut it there, and yeah. uh, and save Please. some save some magic for for next for the next episode, which uh, in which we'll be reviewing the uh, the Snyder cut of the Justice League. Yeah, looking forward to it. I mean, Sounds I'm good. going to be interested in hearing Lou's opinion. Yeah, see, see. And, I'll be, and like I said, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll give it the justice it deserves. Oh, you can expect a lot more of this from that guy. Oh, don't. We won't. We won't get any. We'll lose. We'll lose our one listener. <laughs> you can uh, ah, imagine. Right. I'll, I'll never stop listening. You'll be getting plenty of jokes that are in the same league. Okay, maybe we should cut now. Right, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.